Welcome to Zeitgeist Leadership Pulse. In this podcast, we provide the conversations and resources to help leaders explore the strategies and the strategic mindset they need to be successful in an increasingly complex and digitally driven world. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Zeitgeist Leadership Pulse. Today we're talking about scenario planning. To have a look at this and why it matters. Right now we're living in a scenario being played out and none of us saw this coming. But on one hand we see some businesses, while they weren't able of course to predict the situation that they're now in, are coping better than others. So how does scenario planning tie in with strategic planning, Yuta? Yeah, thanks for the question, James. So strategic planning is essentially no more than the creation of, you know, the straightest line of actions towards a certain goal. The problem with that is that um, neither life nor business is linear. The strategic process works on the premise that transactional elements of the planning process are predictable. While they're not fully predictable, we work with approximates. So we sort of assume a certain thing with the most likely outcomes so we work with probability. Probability here refers to the idea that there's a type of measurement you can apply as part of your forecasting. Scenario planning however adds in the idea that there are unpredictable but plausible future settings. We then work with both probability and plausibility. The further we go into the future the less measurable and tangible things become which creates a sense of insecurity. The sense of insecurity, on the other hand, is that that what makes scenario planning effective. So we actually want to feel a bit insecure. It means that we're forced to think in a space in which we only have limited information for. So essentially what you're saying is that scenario planning helps us to think outside of our boxes. And so how important is that, that ability And therefore, as a result of that, should scenario planning uh, form a part of a leader's toolkit? Yeah, absolutely. It's completely important. In fact, it is more important now than ever. We hear about the VUCA world, the fact that we hear about, um, well, we did hear about the VUCA world before COVID-19. So VUCA meaning volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous You know, it's a world that we can't easily predict. And I'm sure we can all relate to all of that, particularly now. The acronym stems from language used in war, but now we relate it to business, as well as um, it, it does not only describe a potential future, but something we have and continue to experience through the COVID-19 pandemic. So we, we have got a bit of a glimpse of it. The world through globalization has become more complex, not more simplified. We think it becomes easier, but the opposite is the case. It means that our supply chains are connected across borders. We're communicating in several languages and across cultures. It also means that we have to become dependent on players in our market who might be miles away. In addition, we're faced with an increase of uncertainty created through environmental and technological changes or uncertainties. So with more technology, we also create more risk, for example. So leaders, and I'm not just referring to internationally operating leaders, need to um, 
have a much richer toolkit. They need to be able to maneuver new technologies with a continued importance of online business. They need to manage less loyal consumer bases and need to ensure that their businesses and staff are healthy enough to move forward flexibly. So they can't be so rigid. And in our current situation, obviously there are massive market changes. So scenario planning, while it's not a tool of prediction, is an essential tool to help leaders make better strategic decisions with the ability to shift um, built into that. So how do leaders go about scenario planning? What tools would you recommend? Where should they begin? Is it a question of having the end in mind? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's not the same procedure as developing a strategic plan around a vision or a specific goal. So it is not about stepping into the future, but rather we're accepting the fact that the future is unfolding in our present, so it's coming our way. I hope that makes sense. So the scenario planning process is about envisaging what is already developing and getting to grips with that. The aim is to create several scenarios. Generally, um, we'll want to create more than three because, humanly speaking, what we tend to do, if we have three for choice, we'll generally choose the middle one. So we don't want to do that. So four is a good number in terms of how many scenarios to create. So please outline for us some typical steps for scenario planning. Sure. So step one, um, we'll need to be clear about the purpose of the planning. Why, why are we doing it? We can envisage all kinds of scenarios, such as, you know, the universe will expand one day, but clearly that's not going to be important right now for our business. So I'm not trying to be flippant, but we do need to have a clear purpose in mind. It could be around staffing, around skills, around technology. And then we move into step two. So we look at what are the external impacts on our future planning. This relates to the transactional and out-of-our-control elements. So um, we will need to look at sifting through, first of all, our transactional elements, that is, things, you know, our interactions with people, so with suppliers, with customers, partners, investors, and the wider supply chain. But then we add in factors that we have little control over and um, that we can't easily access. So that could be weather, disaster, medical pandemics, shifts in, in consumer behavior, political disasters, war, etc., etc. So essentially what we're trying to do is to try and capture all the, all the things that could change. And that's why we do this planning best in a group, using other people. The more heads, the more ideas. But equally, sometimes that can be confusing, you know, many voices, which one is the right one. So help us a little bit there. Um, yes, you're, you're right. It can, it can get uh, confusing. And really what you want, ideally, is to have someone draw alongside you to facilitate that. Scenario planning happens in a group um, because you cannot really do this on your own. We need to be looking in from different angles and different people will see different things. So in order to avoid confusion, we need to, as I said, have a clear purpose. Potentially, you can assign um, certain focus points across the group. So you might have people split out into smaller groups and looking at different areas. Which takes us neatly to step three. And once you have these, you go into kind of a sifting mode. So if you have 50 elements of impact, for example, you need to sort of 
dwindle those down to start creating value in the discussion. Help us there, please. Yeah, so you do this through a simple scoring mechanism. People score each item, item in terms of importance. So let's say on a scale from 1 to 10. Then as a group, you sift through those and identify the top four. Once you have these top issues, you then move into scenario creation. Here you essentially juxtapose four factors. For example, you might look at an increase in online demand for medical products to an extent where we will see 80% of all consumers purchase their medical products, including prescriptions, online. Well, the opposite of that is that there would be a decrease in online demand for that. And then you might also look at um, an increase in sophistication around the medical supply chain with less legal barriers for transport across borders. And again, you create the opposite of that idea. So there's, a stricter, um, there's stricter guidelines or barriers impeding um, the supply chain. That can then be put into two by two matrix for each with an indicator of the main factors which um, created, we created with the scenarios. So now we have something more tangible to work with and to consider for our future planning. And there's where the combined intelligence and creativity of you know, a team of a group comes in. We now ask them to tell the story for each of the scenarios. This is the, actually the best part of the whole scenario planning. So the storytelling can happen, and many people do this, so basically they ask the people in their team to write a newspaper article of what the world would look like, or personally, which I actually prefer to some extent, is you can ask them to develop a speech, a story which they have to tell to the group about what the world looks like in that future scenario. And actually you'll be amazed at what you'll find out, and the things that people have thought about. That sounds exciting, but actually also rather exhausting. That's a lot to take in. How do you, you, know, how do you move on from there? Well, we put time into it. So we take time off, essentially, at that point. Um, we would release the group and create space in terms of time and for them to think things through, because there's a lot to take in, as you said. That's right. Um, we could do, you know, create space in terms of days, weeks, but often what we do, we actually take months as well. So scenario planning, you really want it to kind of uh, sink in and let people really think about it. So and then we ask them to consider the implications of the stories, the scenarios. So we, we've identified this is what it could look like. Well, what are the implications for us as a business? What does it mean to us? That then releases some key answers and indicators of what needs to change in order for us to meet the demands of tomorrow. In fact, we'll find that a common thread usually appears in that discussion and that we can easily identify some of the key um, trends there, particularly in, in terms of technology or maybe the skill set that's needed for a business to move forward. Then we um, move to making things a bit more tangible and ask for early indicators. So we're asking ourselves whether we can already see some things which indicate that the projected scenario is unfolding. Yes, we identify the future that is already unfolding, so to speak, in our present. We accept these and now dare to act 
on these or to plan around these. Neatly back to str strategic planning? Yeah, sort of. So we can say this, but strategic leaders really need to see the two go hand in hand. Scenario planning and strategic planning. Strategies are all the better if we understand our options and future challenges better. I found that really helpful. Scenario planning, strategy planning, lot to take in today, but some really clear steps. And if you're listening and you this has triggered your interest, you'd like to know some more about scenario planning, or even would like someone to come in and work with you to help you with that, Zeitgeist Communication offers a tailored strategy and scenario planning through workshops, individual cons consultation. So please contact us on info at zeitgeistcoms.com or direct message Yutta Devonish on LinkedIn. I really hope that you've enjoyed our podcast as much as I have today. Please subscribe and then give us that five-star rating because that helps us grow our podcast, reach more people like yourself, more entrepreneurs, and helps them and you move businesses forward. Thanks for listening.